How's it going, everybody? Uh, okay, so with Dark Phoenix coming out, uh, I think this week, um, I want to go into the a brief history of the X-Men movies and my thoughts on them. So, a little bit of backstory. Uh, Marvel in, I want to say the 80s, uh, possibly the 90s, uh, they wanted uh, to get the licensing money for their characters. So, the licensing department uh, would license their characters. So, uh, like, Spider-Man goes all over the place, ends up at Sony. Uh, X-Men uh, ends up at uh, 20th Century Fox. However, uh, quick side note, the reason why it takes some of these movies so long to, uh, not just because of the technology, but because Marvel, uh, licensing department had issues with knowing what the hell they were doing because, uh, one story goes that, uh, in the same day, uh, the licensing department licensed out the amazing Spider-Man, uh, to one guy and then to another guy, they licensed out Sensational Spider-Man because they thought it was two different things. Uh, turns out, not so much. So, uh, the reason uh, Marvel Studios started with Thor, Captain America, Iron Man was not because it's like they... They really believed in those characters. It was because those were the only characters that they had uh, uh, that were uh, still under their control because they didn't license them away because uh, the the demand for Captain America was not the demand for Spider-Man and the demand for uh, Iron Man or the Avengers even was not the demand for the X-Men. Because the X-Men has always been uh, a big selling book. And then uh, Spider-Man has always been a big selling book. uh, As opposed to uh, the three that I just mentioned. So, anyway. On to the X-Men movies. Now, the X-Men trailer for X-Men came out um, after... I want to say Blade. It was after Blade... Uh, I want to say before Spider-Man, um, you, uh, it was an X-Men movie and no one knew what to think of it. Like comic book fans were excited because we're finally getting to see, uh, uh, all the stuff going on and, uh, they, they, we were just happy that they looked like, uh, the characters, so, uh, we have this no-name guy named Hugh Jackman who's playing Wolverine, we have the guy who's been in, like, a whole bunch of, like, uh, teen comedies, teen horror movies, like, uh, with James Marsden playing Cyclops, uh, no one knows who, uh, uh, Famke Jansen is, uh, Halle Berry was in, uh, Babs, uh, she's playing Storm, uh, Patrick Stewart is playing uh, Professor X, which is like, duh, 
and then Ian McClellan is uh, playing uh, Magneto, which is like, all right, so we got legitimate actors, and uh, the guy who's doing the movie is Brian Singer, who, at this point, uh, has a movie coming out um, called uh, The Unusual Suspects, uh, but other than that, nobody knows uh, who he is. Uh, fast forward, uh, the movie uh, follows Anna Paquin, who uh, the only other movie I've ever seen her in at this point was uh, Fly Away Home, but she was really good in that. It was about her taking care of some uh, uh, geese uh, that lost their mother, and she was teaching them how to migrate. Uh, with her father, uh, Jeff Bridges? No, Jeff Daniels. One of the Jeffs. Anyway, so, uh, the movie does really well. Um, it's not accurate to the comic books. However, it's, um, it's the people, it's their powers, uh, so what if they're only wearing black suits? I mean, uh, like, uh, Wolverine's a man of mystery. Uh, every, everything's done pretty damn well. Uh, like, not a whole lot of action-action by today's standards, but uh, for back then, like, it was kind of accurate. Uh, like, the backstory is, though, uh, certain things weren't uh, expanded upon, so uh, there's no real travesties. I mean, Sabretooth, uh, being like, uh, like a brute and having no, uh, connection to Wolverine, that was a little bit, uh, whatever. Uh, so, big hit, uh, the, uh, X-Men 2 comes along. And Brian Singer decides he's going to want to uh, keep keep the majority of the cast. Uh, we're going to keep Magneto as like a, as like a side villain. Then we're going to add in uh, Stryker because they're going to adapt uh, uh, "God Loves, Man Kills," which I don't even know how accurate that is. All I know is um, they they did everything bigger. Like, Wolverine killed more people, uh, Cyclops did more stuff, um, then they, uh, have Jean Grey sacrifice herself in order to save everybody. That was, like, uh, the point of the movie, and I'm willing to bet, uh, they wanted Dark Phoenix uh, as a villain or as a plot point, uh, when Jean killed herself in the, or sacrificed herself in the second movie. However, um, if that was the intent, then they're already half-assing Dark Phoenix, because Dark Phoenix is probably one of the, if it's not, if it's not the greatest X-Men story of all time, then it is, um, top five, easily. So, X-Men 3 has a lot of things uh, not going good for it because 
Um, I was at a comic convention one time, and one of the uh, people close to the situation was, had a table, and the the way things worked out with the X-Men movies was they did not realize how successful they were going to be. Remember when I said that it came out after Blade? That's what uh, 20th Century Fox was using as a reference. Uh, I think the X-Men came out before Spider-Man. I'm not entirely sure because uh, I think Spider-Man came out in 2002 and then uh, X-Men came out in 2000. Don't quote me on that because I'm going off the top of my head. But, so, they hired a no-name actor in Hugh Jackman who blew up. He became God's gift to uh, the acting world. It's like, like here's a gem for you guys. He can sing. He can dance. He can do it all. He, he can uh, act manly. He's a damn good actor. Uh, Brian Singer, who at the time of making X-Men was like a, he had like one movie to his name. Turns out that one movie coming out was The Unusual Suspects and it goes on to uh, receive critical acclaim after critical acclaim. So then he becomes an in-demand director off of the success of X-Men and the success of Unusual Suspects. So he becomes big. Halle Berry off of uh, Storm was only signed to like a I don't think she was signed to a third a third movie so she got paid big time on number three and mind you like I think Famke Jansen was still under contract and plus they wanted to do Dark Phoenix going into it uh, then you uh, have uh, everybody else involved in the movies that got big off of the two movies that they weren't signed to a multi-picture deal. So, uh, then put on that uh, time limit because if Fox does not make a movie in a certain amount of time for X3, uh, the rights go back to Marvel. So, Fox uh, ends up in a situation similar to what Sony was in uh, because uh, remember when like Amazing Spider-Man two or Amazing Spider-Man happened really quickly? It's like let's get Andrew uh, Garfield, let's get Emma Stone, let's make Spider-Man. Uh, like that movie got made as quickly as it did because if Sony didn't make that movie uh, in time, Spider-Man goes back to Marvel. So. It's amazing, uh, like, how competent, uh, uh, even though as incompetent as some of those movies were, uh, how quickly those things get made. Because I think altogether, uh, X-Men 3, uh, The Last Stand or whatever, was made in about nine months with special effects, with uh, uh, principal photography, with uh, post-production, all that uh, they cut corners, like, you look at that script and, and, and tell me that they didn't cut corners in terms of getting things right, uh, it's like, me personally, X-Men 3, um, I didn't hate it, I don't hate movies at the time that they come out, I don't hate it now, but I just look at it, I was like, it's like, alright, that was rushed, uh, you had Brent Ratner come in because Brian Singer left to go do Superman, so, uh, 
that movie I did hate though. That Superman Returns. It was like, it's like okay, we're gonna really just rehash everything that uh, uh, Richard Donner did. Okay, we're just gonna move the plot forward a little bit, and we're not gonna really do much with it. Uh, so I think uh, Brian Singer took uh, James Marsden with him because uh, James Marsden as Cyclops was really emotional post uh, the death of Jean Grey. And then Jean Grey comes back, and then Jean Grey just kills him, like, off camera. Uh, the, one of the greatest uh, uh, commentaries I ever saw on that was, like, there was this one webcomic where uh, you had uh, Cyclops and, uh, it, like, and Wolverine uh, trading places in the foreground and background. It's like, it's like, uh, like, Cyclops stubs his toes, like, Wolverine finds an extra piece of bacon on his claws. It's like, oh, I'm having a good day. Then Wolverine uh, gets showered in money, and then uh, Cyclops uh, has a hole open up over his guy, and it's like, like just, uh, flying assholes come out and start shitting on him. Like, that was basically what happened in the movie, so... Uh, X-Men 3 is what studio executives would do if, uh, if they had their way all the time. It's like, more mutants, more mutants, more CG, more this, more that. Uh, just more. Not better, just more. Like, uh, we're, we're going to take no risks whatsoever. We're going to, like, jam as many storylines in there as possible. Uh, we're going to have all the returning cast that we only think in stars. That's how we're going to do it. And, like, X-Men 3 uh, is sort of like an inoculation for... If you understand why it's bad, uh, you can recognize when the other movies start going bad. So, the X-Men franchise, after X-Men 3, because fans hated it, it did not do as well as they would have hoped, because uh, studios, like, 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 they think in terms of growth. So, I think X-Men 3 had a good box office early on, but I think afterwards, uh, like, it, it, it wasn't, it didn't do as well as they would have liked, because X-Men 2 did more than X-Men 1, but X-Men 3 did not do more than X-Men 2, out, like, outright, because it, like, uh, like, uh, movie studios, like, the, like, they're very judicious about who they give money to, and the, uh, Like, say uh, the dollar goes up or ticket prices go up. So, uh, a movie that makes a million dollars in 1990 uh, makes $10 million in 2000. Well, that's not entirely accurate because they look at, like, ticket sales. They look at uh, whatever. So, the movie that made a million dollars in 1990 would have made, like, $20 million in 2000 versus the one that only made $10 million in 2000. Like, see, you understand what I'm trying to say? Motherfucker. Oh. Fucking hate this road. Okay, so... Alright, so... The whole X-Men thing blows up in everyone's faces. So, like, there's talks about, let's do a Magneto movie. Let's do a Storm movie. Let's do this. We're going to oh, break him off. Let's only, let's do Wolverine movies. Like, this is the part where things start spinning off. 
the first spinoff uh, movie to the X-Men franchise was Wolverine Origins. And I hated this movie when it came out. It was so generic action. Like, there's only a handful of bright spots. Like, Leap Schreiber as Sabretooth. Okay, that was good. Uh, Wolverine. Hugh Jackman did a good job of a bad situation. Uh, we're going to go back to uh, Stryker. Like, because that's the only guy that... Uh, uh, studio execs know and they don't want to bring in new characters they don't want to like grow the universe at all so like it's it's amazing how many times like the same damn characters keep showing up so Stryker shows up then we're going to have Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and when I tell you uh, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool would have been awesome would have been awesome because he proved uh it could be great later on, uh, and he had to fight for that. Like Ryan Reynolds was campaigning to be Deadpool uh, since Blade Trinity. Like he 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 did that movie. He bulked up. He was a wise ass, uh, just so that he could uh, prove that he could do uh, like action movies. Like and like he campaigned for Deadpool. So uh, God bless him for leaking the uh, the the footage. Uh, like, uh, allegedly. So, but in Wolverine Origins, um, he was good for two minutes, and then, uh, at the end of the movie, they're like, here's your Deadpool. It's like, we sewed his mouth shut, we turned him into Baraka, uh, and one of the alternate, not, not alternate endings, but one of the stingers that, uh, released, like, there was two stingers, there was one where it was Wolverine in a bar, uh, and he hears Japan, it's like, okay, then you hear, uh, uh, another one where it's like the, the severed head of Deadpool, uh, in, on the ground, and he goes, shh, uh, to the audience, so it was like breaking the fourth wall kind of deal, now, Wolverine Origins had, so many goddamn characters and plots uh, jammed into it. Like, I don't think studios understand like uh, the concept of a five-pound bag and twenty pounds of crap. Like, uh, like, oh, we can fit it in there. Well, if you put five pounds of crap in a five-pound bag, like, okay, it's a bag of crap, but it's like it's uh, well proportioned, whatever. It's the f- total amount of crap that it's allowed to have. Uh, studios, though, they'll put that 20 pounds in there. They'll break that bag. Meanwhile, all you have is just crap. Like, it's, the bag won't even function anymore. So, because Wolverine Origins, they tried to set up Gambit, Deadpool, and more Wolverine. And, hell, they could have done a Sabretooth movie afterwards if they wanted to. But, they didn't. Uh, that Gambit movie, it, like, never happened in any form. Like, they went from, we have Taylor Kitsch. It's like, okay, he's a really good actor, but at the same time, though, no one's really giving him good stuff to work with. Uh, because he had Friday Night Lights, and that was a, one of the best shows of all time. 
uh, and no one talks about anymore. Uh, then you have uh, Wolverine, which I'll get into that later, but they got better. Then you have the X-Men line uh, outright, which is the first class. Now, they bring in Matthew Vaughn, who's a good director. He's a better director than uh, uh, Brett Ratner. Uh, He's a better director, uh, in my opinion, than Brian Singer. So, bring in uh, Matthew Vaughn. He has his people, and... They just throw continuity out the window for, and they're like, all right, we have these characters. Let's build this world. We're going to remake the cast from X-Men, but we're not going to do it up front. We're going to have Magneto, Mystique, Professor X. These are our guys. This is our main core cast. So they cast Jennifer Lawrence as uh, Mystique, and then they have uh, McAvoy as... Uh, Professor X, who's walking around, got hair, all that stuff. Then they have, um, damn it, what the hell's his name? They have the Irish actor, uh, play Magneto, who's really good. Uh, anytime he's doing something, he, he's good. So, I don't want to refer to him to as the, the evil slave master from 12 Years a Slave, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Uh, uh, damn it, what else was he in? Because he, he's been in a whole ton of shit. Uh, and some of the, like, when he goes dramatic, he goes really dramatic. And when he goes, like, uh, corny, he goes really corny. So he plays to the role. He's really good. But anyway, uh, fuck, what the hell is the name? So, all right, Magneto. Um... Fuck, this is going to bug the hell out of me. Okay, so... X-Men First Class, uh, they take the X-Men and they put them in the 60s. Now, here's here's where things go wrong, uh, as far as I'm concerned. They pull characters from the 90s, characters from the 80s, characters from uh, the 70s that were big... uh, there was one character in there. I don't know where the hell, like, but the black guy dies first. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, then, uh, put them all together. Oh, Rose Byrne was in there too. She's a good actress. Uh, let's have her be, uh, the scientist, uh, uh, or someone that's a scientist in the future, but she's really a CIA operative in the past. Okay. Let's go with that. So, We're gonna have this the X-Men be like a uh, like a an offshoot of the CIA uh, as a response to the Hellfire Club, who is uh, Kevin Bacon and I think January Jones. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, the chick from uh, like Don Draper's wife in Mad Men, if I remember correctly. So. So we're going to have Emma Frost, we're going to have Sebastian Shaw, and we're going to make the uh, Sebastian Shaw like this, like, former Nazi, all that stuff. And you know what? It wasn't a bad movie. If you're going by comic book accuracy, it was a shit terrible movie. 
But you know what? The X-Men throughout Fox throughout uh, uh, continuity accuracy years ago. Like, from the beginning, they've never been accurate to the comics. It's always been, this is our characters, this is how they work. We're going to be... Wolverine's going to have claws. We're not going to have any of the cool uh, uniforms. Everyone's going to all wear black. Or in this one, they're going to all wear blue and yellow. Which, okay, sort of close to the thing. But we're not going to have the actual original X-Men. We're just going to have characters we like. So, that line of movies decides it's going to go uh, each movie is its new decade so we're going to have X-Men in the 60s X-Men in the 70s, X-Men in the 80s X-Men in the 90s and that way the 2000s that we originally got are the X-Men that we had so they're going to try and build their own uh, history which okay if if you're going to build your own history and you're going to throw out continuity from the comics altogether, fine but Here's the issue, though. The comics continuity works. The film continuity doesn't necessarily work. So, uh, the sequel that we get to X-Men First Class is Days of Future Past. Now, Days of Future Past, they decide they're going to bring in Brian Singer again because... uh, Apparently, uh, he's a good director, and Fox is willing to work with him, and I'm not going to say it's, Days of Future Past might be the best X-Men movie of the, of the second line. It might be the best X-Men movie outright, uh, if you're not counting the Wolverine stuff, because uh, Wolverine had... Uh, the Wolverine, which is uh, uh, Wolverine in uh, Japan, directed by James Mangold, and it is awesome. Uh, the Wolverine pulled off uh, the amazing feat of playing off of uh, X-Men United, because it's post-X-Men, uh, The Last Stand, X3, and it also made... Uh, uh, Wolverine Origins better. Like, just by association, by not throwing it out, we're gonna make this better, and we're gonna have, uh, like, it play off of the things in both these movies. So, like, if they had started with the Wolverine and got Origins, uh, afterwards, uh, Hugh Jackman's gone. Which, by the way, I actually saw a headline. I didn't read the article. And supposedly, at one point, Hugh Jackman was almost gone from Wolverine. So, uh, that's crazy uh, to think about. But, back to uh, Days of Future Past. So, it's everyone getting everything that they want, pretty much. Uh, they get to go back uh, and, and have Stryker, because Stryker makes an appearance again. Then they uh, get uh, Sentinels. But not really. They don't really do Sentinels uh, that well. They do them big, but they don't necessarily do them perfectly. Uh, then you have like, the future X-Men. You have, uh, which is all the original X-Men. Then you have the first class X-Men. And, then, and uh, certain things uh, you become very aware of. Uh, 
It's like, hey, Mystique was hang- hanging out with that one guy that looks like uh, uh, Nightcrawler, but he's red. It's like, well, that is comics accurate. Like, do they actually hook up? It's like, I'm not entirely sure. So, I, like, I haven't... I didn't watch Apocalypse with enough uh, uh, detail, and I haven't seen Dark Phoenix, so I don't know if they actually have that uh, reveal where Mystique is uh, uh, Nightcrawler's mother, uh, but we'll get into that later. We, and we also don't have the reveal where uh, Raven Darkholm is, like, uh, Rogue's, uh, like, adopted mother or whatever, so... Or, so... The, the film continuity, like, uh, certain things are, like, uh, possible, but I don't think it's uh, ever been confirmed or whatever. So, Days of Future Past, uh, you have perfect exit points for, uh, certain cast members because, like, Famke Jansen, uh, and uh, James Marsden return in the last five minutes. She's like, oh, so history got rewritten. Uh, X-Men 3 didn't happen. Great! It was the first movie I've ever seen reboot a movie. Not a, uh, no, no, not even a reboot, because we've had reboots before. Like, First Class is considered a reboot of the X-Men franchise. This was the first movie that retconned its own history. And God bless it. Because the like the uh, everything everything works um, for the most part. I'm not saying th- things were accurate to the comics. I'm not saying uh, that uh, everything was the best it could be. But you know what? Uh, Days of Future Past might be the best thing that Fox did outside of Deadpool, outside of uh, all that stuff. So. Meanwhile, uh, Deadpool, uh, I think, hits around this time, and Ryan Reynolds uh, promoted the hell out of that movie, so I'm not saying he carried it on its back. I mean, technically, he kind of did, because uh, like his performance and his uh, uh, guidance or whatever uh, of certain things worked really well, Like, and plus... The team that they had on the first Deadpool, the two writers, the director, and Ryan Reynolds, the four of them together, like, they made a really good movie. Then, uh, when they made the sequel, they made a good movie. Like, it's not as smart or as much to say as whatever. So, like, a little bit of Tim Miller leaving, uh, uh, left. However, uh, it's been pointed out by others, so I'm going to say it here. Look at the X-Men in the Deadpool movies and tell me that's not the real X-Men. Who's ever in charge of the X-Men on the Deadpool movies, put them in charge of the actual X-Men, please. God damn. So, after uh, Dark Phoenix, or not Dark Phoenix, after, um, after Days of Future Past, uh, they let people know that the next villain is going to be Apocalypse. Like, it's in the stinger. They have, like, the the Deadpool movies, the uh, the Wolverine, and because the Wolverine sets up uh, Days of Future Past and it's stinger. So that was the movie that was coming out, whatever. Uh, 
Then you have Logan. Uh, Logan was the uh, third and final uh, uh, Wolverine movie. This is where uh, Hugh Jackman dies uh, in the movie. So it, it deals with a lot of Western uh, uh, imagery, uh, like plays off of like the, the old gunslinger uh, coming back one last time. Uh, deals with like, uh, and plus, you gotta be really careful about um, the uh, the timeline with uh, Logan because, like, in that one, it's sort of like a like a bad future because uh, Professor X had like a brain aneurysm and he uh, telepathically killed all the X Men. Um, so I don't I don't know how the timeline works in that one. Uh, if it was like the, the one that was fixed from Days of Future Past or uh, what have you. But the. Uh, so, so X Men Apocalypse comes out, uh, and you have Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. So you have uh, the kid from. Uh, uh, not the world's end. Not Ready Player One. You have the kid from Ready Player One uh, play uh, Cyclops. Uh, you get Jubilee in there uh, with the yellow coat because this takes place in the 90s or the late 80s. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Okay, anyway, so uh, Apocalypse. Uh, they, they, ha- they, they go back to old habits. Uh, they try and jam too much stuff into, uh, too much crap into a five pound bag and the bag breaks. So it's more crap than you need. Uh, the script is not as good. Uh, the characters are not as good because there's so many goddamn characters that, uh, you only have so much time. And plus, um, here's, here's why some of the early X-Men movies are a little bit better in in conclusions than, uh, the later ones. The later movies fall into the trap that a lot of movies fall into. It's like, let's CG the fuck out of this. Let's everything. We're going to have fire. We're going to have lightning. We're going to have powers going off. We're going to have no dynamic imagery whatsoever. Uh, We're just going to have a lot of effects. And we're just going to dazzle people. And we're going to have no substance. Now, the ending of, of Apocalypse ends with Apocalypse getting beat by the Phoenix and everybody else but the problem I have with it is because it is so uh, less than well done uh, and plus because they made it a team effort and here's another one uh, they shoehorned Stryker again into the movie and you know why they shoehorned Stryker in there? Uh, because they wanted to have uh, Hugh Jackman make an appearance. He has his face covered, but we get Weapon X, uh, uh, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, and it, uh, it completely... Uh, it was so goddamn annoying because, hey, we have this plot going. Let's, let's, uh, t- let, let, let's have a, like... 20 minutes dedicated to uh, the X-Men get captured. They have power uh, dampening uh, things, which by the way, if this takes place before all the time happens, then like, where the hell was this shit, like, in the future? 
So, we get that appearance from Hugh Jackman uh, that's supposed to be like a, a well-kept secret or whatever. We get young Jean Grey, which, by the way, uh, shout out to just Sophie Turner because I think she's a capable actress. Like, uh, you don't get cast on Game of Thrones by being a hack. Uh, and it was sort of like, a, like she looks like young Jean Grey. Like, uh, like she was famous. At, like, someone saw uh, Sansa Stark and was like, oh, she's got red hair. Jean Grey has red hair. Let's go get her. Uh, so, then Apocalypse hits and uh, I gotta say, it was just it wasn't the characters that we like no one liked because they were like alright we have Angel we had him in X-Men 3 let's put him in Apocalypse this time but we're going to have him in Germany and he's going to have damaged wings for I have no idea why because as far as I can tell uh, he didn't have to we're going to make like uh, Olivia Munn Psylocke which okay uh, it, that works but then we're going to have Young Storm it's like okay uh, we're gonna have like uh, we're gonna have too much going on, and we're gonna have our own continuity, which doesn't really work. It doesn't have the the, the feels that the original continuity from the comics has. But like I said, Fox does not give a shit about comics continuity. So fast forward uh, to now. Uh, I don't know what. Dark Phoenix is about so much as what I've seen in the trailers. Dark Phoenix looks like uh, they have Dark Phoenix because Jean went crazy and they don't have any of the Shi'ar in there as far as I can tell because the Dark Phoenix uh, saga uh, and I say saga because like this was a long one by like the old standards was in the comics the X-Men supposedly die uh, they go into hiding but Jean Grey is the only one uh, out there that's left alone because they got separated I don't know maybe they uh, maybe that's the time that they went to the outback I'm not entirely sure uh, anyway Jean Grey gets hooked up with the Hellfire Club because she's by herself. She's with the bad guys because there's no other like support system going around. So she hangs out. Oh, turns out uh, that there is a uh, mutant in the Hellfire Club that controls people's minds. I think it was either Mastermind because uh, at a certain point you uh, in comics, they really hit the nail on the head for uh, what the power was. It's like, oh, I shoot water out of my hands. Oh, I'm a Hydro Man. Okay. Uh, then uh, I shoot uh, electricity out of my hands. I'm Electro Man. Oh, I dress up as a rhino. I'm called the Rhino. Meanwhile, I just mentioned all the Spider-Man uh, villains, but just to give you an idea, uh, Mastermind is the X-Men's version of that. It's like, like, my powers describe everything I am as a... Uh, my name describes everything my powers do. So, so Jean Grey is getting mind controlled or whatever. And uh, somehow, someway, uh, the Phoenix Force uh, awakens. And she becomes really powerful. 
the X-Men uh, try to stop her. Uh, doesn't work. So she goes off into space, starts destroying planets. Which, by the way, fun fact about the comic story, when uh, Jean Grey destroyed it, like, it was either a planet or a galaxy. I forget what it was. Uh, because uh, they printed the comic where Jean Grey destroys an entire galaxy, the editor-in-chief of Marvel told uh, the creative staff, like, you can't have our hero destroy an entire civilization and not be a bad guy. So you have to treat uh, the character as a bad guy. So the X-Men and the Shi'ar or whatever have to stop Jean Grey the Phoenix. So that was the saga. And uh, I want to say the closest that we ever got to uh, a Dark Phoenix storyline uh, with a little bit of accuracy was the animated series. Because I know the X-Men didn't die and leave Jean Grey alone. However, but in terms of Hey, let's throw the Shi'ar in there. Hey, uh, let's have this. Like, hey, let's have things go bad. I think let's have her disappear afterwards. Uh, that, uh, uh, I want to say, was the closest thing we've gotten so far. Because I know, I know that um, they're not going to kill Jean Grey at the end of this. Uh, they're going to have it be tease that she survived or whatever or, or uh, she stopped being crazy or what have you because uh, the way that the trailer is making it seem right now is that uh, and plus they didn't really do uh, her the story any favors in Apocalypse so the because G. Gray in Apocalypse there's like I'm socially outcast because I'm uh really powerful, or I don't have full control of my powers, whatever, like, they didn't really do a good job of making her socially outcast, because they didn't even focus on her being a socially outcast, like, having her be by herself, uh, once or twice is not socially outcast, ugh, so, I'm really interested in seeing where Dark Phoenix goes, uh, it is not the last X-Men movie, um, it might be the last X-Men movie uh, with the with the cast and the setup that we currently have. Uh, the real movie I'm looking forward to is The New Mutants because it has none of the things I hate. It doesn't have Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. It doesn't have uh, uh, Magneto played by, fuck, what the hell is his name? Uh, damn it. Damn it, good actor too. Fuck. So it doesn't have uh, like Striker in there. If there's if Striker makes an appearance in New Mutants, I'm, I'm fucking done with it. I'll, I'll walk out of the goddamn theater. So, but he, that that was the issue I had with all of the movies. They they didn't bring in new blood. They just uh, kept uh, rehashing old ideas. Like, I think four guys played Stryker. Like, uh, uh, the one guy in X-Men 2, one guy in Wolverine, another guy, maybe they had the same guy play him in, uh, the, the new stuff, because 
like in Days of Future Past, young striker and uh, then like the striker that they had in Apocalypse. But if striker is in uh, Dark Phoenix, automatically it's gonna suck. Uh, but. I'm really hoping that they keep uh, Dark Phoenix to the core cast at least because uh, here's the problem that, that I had with it uh, over time. Like, they keep uh, having the same... Magneto does not need to be in all of these movies. Like, he doesn't. Like, even if you're following these characters around, uh, like, have him disappear for a while. Like... Like, supposedly it's been a long-ass time since, like, uh, Charles Xavier and uh, Eric Lencher met up at, in the opening scene of, uh, like, X-Men. Like, it's been a long time, uh, Eric, whatever. It's like, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like every goddamn second they're meeting up. So, then you didn't need Mystique in there because jennifer lawrence is a star so movie studios think in terms of stars so let's get uh jennifer lawrence in every movie that we do so every time the jennifer every time we have an x-men movie mystique needs to be in there and because she's such a star let's uh move her from one of the bad guys to one of the good guys even though we have no idea how the hell we're going to pull off that uh uh that move later on so that she goes back to uh, working for Magneto. Because X-Men First Class like, should have been the last time you saw Magneto and should have been the last time you saw Mystique for a while. But they just kept putting him in the new movies. So, that's like a brief history of the X-Men movies. Uh, around three or four years ago, or not more, more probably, uh, it was... Like Disney bought uh, bought Marvel, and when uh, Disney bought Marvel, you were just like thinking, "Well, when does Disney open up the the war chest and just go after and get the X Men and get uh, Spider Man back?" Well, Sony made a deal with uh, uh, Disney Marvel, saying, "Hey, let's co do like we'll do Spider Man universe movies. You guys do Spider Man." It's like, okay, that that works. Then. Disney bought 20th Century Fox. They merged. Um, so this past year, uh, no one's knowing what the hell's going on. This year is the year that uh, if they want to start shit, they can do shit as much as they want uh, with the X-Men because they own them now. And uh, Kevin Feige's got on the record and saying, like, hey, we're not going to uh, screw around with the stuff that we know works. Well, all that tells me is that uh, you're going to keep Deadpool, which I don't know uh, to the extent of uh, what they're going to do. Um, because, believe it or not, movies take a long-ass time for them to get off the ground. And the way that they've done the Marvel movies so far is piecemeal. Like, they'll tease things. Uh and you, we have no idea how many uh, things that they changed uh, plans on. Uh, like, they could have had, like, an entire uh, phase, whatever. I, I keep assuming that we're on phase five, but, like, apparently we're only on phase four because phase three ended with Endgame. 
but so phase four could be anything. We're not entirely sure because uh, they're not exactly uh, forthcoming about what they have coming up. Uh, there's rumors, but I'm not going to talk rumors to you guys right now about Marvel movies because that's an entirely different uh, subject in itself. So thank you for listening. Uh, check out my uh, uh, Facebook page, Double Barrel Theater. Check out my Twitter, MWKL. Uh, uh, same thing with Instagram, uh, Double Barrel Theater. Also, also my personal account, MWKL, if you guys want to follow me. Uh, have a good one, guys. Peace. God damn it, Michael Fassbender.